Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. Caesar's always feeling safe. I know he's out of here for a few weeks and he comes back and he just wrecking things. Let me tell you, I was listening to last week's Refuge Project, which was really good, by the way. But I was on the other side listening Mm -hmm. and I just found myself yelling in my own office. I'm like, I would have said this. (laughs) And and then I would have loved it. And I didn't have any points of like uh, rebuttals necessarily, but I would have definitely loved to push on some of those. Oh, yeah, for sure. We definitely miss you when you're not here because you bring up your own uh, little uh, thoughts on things. But... I'm very contentious. If you are the first time here at the Refuge Project, we are your host. I am Pastor David. We got James. Hey, hey. We got Pastor Caesar. What's up? And Pastor Caesar, why don't you just introduce our lovely guest today? So, after many years, many years, many of knowing this wonderful young lady, there's not too many people that I would say are just, she's over here just dying already. <laughs> No, 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 really. This podcast is good after all this. <laughs> Honestly, you're gonna call me like, "Hey, it sucked." <laughs> no, no um, and I mean this in the sincerest possible way. There are not too many people that I have met in my life that constantly inspire me, and uh, I've known this young lady since she was. 12 years old. Wow, long and, time. Uh, and uh, Stephanie, how old are you now? 24. 24. So it's been um, literally... <laughs> 20s. Um, yeah, so she was there um, when I first became a Christian. We went to the same church. She's a PK. But anyway, we'll probably get into all of that maybe just a little bit here and there. But her name is Stephanie Bright. 24 years old, and just be ready to be inspired, to laugh a little, maybe even cry a little bit, maybe even surprised. But Stephanie Bright, thank you for being here on the Somebody Refuge Project. Somebody put their hands together Come right on. now for Stephanie. It's getting bright in here. Hey. Really bright. I'm super excited to be here. Well, thanks for coming by. Right thanks. Here. Thanks nice. for coming by. So how your how your week been? My week's been real good. It's been yeah. tiring, but, uh, but more importantly... How was your week and how is your day going, Mr. Birthday Boy? Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. 46. 46, man. I'm closer to 50 now than than I'm I'm 40. So, man, I thought you were already in the 50s. There's no way. Only 46. You've been lying to people all day. (laughs) But, like, we know you've been going to Luby's for a long time. (laughs) Luby's for a long time. So, man, it's been good. It's been good. I just, uh, just. You know, the older I get and the closer I get to 50 and then 60, I appreciate things differently. Mm-hmm. Appreciate family and, and different things like that that I, you know, not that I didn't appreciate my family more, but the like closer I see my pops, you know, and the uh, to the other side of the grave and my moms and stuff like that, I'm, I appreciate life and, and living life to the fullest and having fun here and, and uh, just really just, you know, just kindling all those relationships. So yeah, yeah. yeah no, I I knew you were in your forties. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Yeah, right. I knew that. I really had no idea. <laughs> Same. This guy could be anywhere between thirty and seventy-two. And Seventy-two. Yeah, at least. That's what he said. At least. <laughs> at least seventy-two. Hey, if you were seventy-two, you look really good for your age. 
but I'm not, so I don't. <laughs> so you resemble a young... Only if you were 70. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that you said 46, it's a little iffy. <laughs> hey, did we funny. tell everybody about how you wore two different shoes to church the oh, other day? Oh, man. Because I don't think I gave you a hard enough time. Look, that. I wasn't even in town. Oh, my God. I was out there in the sticks, and I heard about a mismatched shoes. I think his so, shoes were. Let I me mean, just let me just tell. Let, yeah, yeah, let me just tell the story real quick. Uh, so last here. week, you know, I don't go to he's early. Forty six now, y'all. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, not you know, seventy two. Uh, things happen after forty. So yeah. everybody that's forty plus, y'all already know. So I wake up. I don't go to early early service, but once a month because I do communion in both services. So I get up. It's early, and I stayed up and watched the UFC the night before, so it's like, you know, 12, 30, 1 o'clock pushing. Mm-hmm. That's really late for Did an old man. Did you just call it the UFC? The, you, yeah, there you that's go. How you know. That's, that's, that's pretty how you positive. Know. 40 plus right there. <laughs> so the I get COVID, up. The Walmart. <laughs> so I the get internet. up. I'm trying to find my, you know, youngest outfit. and uh, <laughs> Wait, what is that outfit? defined by? <laughs> well, you know, just like. I mean, what the kids are wearing these yeah, days. Yeah, with the kids, not Caesar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just a little bit younger than that. I have uh, no style. Um, you know, some of some skinny jeans, maybe a little bit. You know, I don't, I don't know. But anyways, so I put two pairs of shoes on, mm-hmm. and I go to the bathroom. I asked Sandra, I said, which ones? <laughs> and she was like, the brown ones. I'm like, okay, cool. And then uh, so I go, and I sit down, and I see my communion sitting there. So I grab my communion, and I start reading over the communion. And then I look over, it's like, oh, it's time to go. Oh, you're going to put this on. You were just so... It was Jesus' fault. You were just thinking about God so much. You didn't have time to think Look, about your shoes. When you're in the spirit, shoes don't even matter. I know, holy. that's right, bro. I was preparing. Uh-huh. I was preparing. Yeah, was Look, preparing. Jesus wore sandals. He didn't care about no shoes. <laughs> so we get to church, and Noah, my eight-year-old, he starts busting out loud in the parking lot of the church. Wow. Oh, and I look back, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? He goes, you got two different shoes on. And, of course, that early in the morning, nobody's open, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I go to church, two different shoes. I'm about to get on camera and everything else. And it was, But my wife is the best wife in the world. Shout out to Sandra. Love you, babe. She went all the way to Walmart, found <laughs> me a pair of dad shoes. <laughs> Yeah, and my second service, he had a different Well, so much for on. the young outfit, then. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I wear them now. I think I, I, think I make them look nice. I mean, what I that's coming from a 46-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I was going into the sound booth on the first service, and Sandra's coming out, and she says, go up there and make fun of David. And I said, <laughs> I said, okay. Well, yeah, take that shout out back. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, what for? She goes, just look at his feet. And I said, okay. And I walk up there, and he's up there looking all... You know, embarrassed. You can see it on his face. And he's got two different shoes on. And I thought you had intentionally done that. And she was like, like, you just thought that was the hip thing to do. To wear <laughs> two different shoes. No, let me tell and you. she was like, go make fun of him for Whoa. doing that. But let me tell you, if Kanye, okay, <laughs> Kanye does, he wears, he wears two different shoes on a Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Guess what's going to happen next week? Everybody's going to do it. Everybody's sure, going to do it. Man. But if I do it. Everybody makes fun of me. No, we're going to be like, we need to check it. Because you're not Kanye. Kanye got like a doodle brown sweater like popular. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on already. (laughs) And then he charges like $145 for it. Yep. Uh, And people buy it. People buy it. And for all the holy clothes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. my wife pulled it through. It was the last song in the early service. I'm standing up there ready to go. And I get a text. She says, I got you some shoes. She took care of you, man. So I went back there, switched them out real quick. Good thing they were dad shoes. I just slipped them on. 
<laughs> I have I have a theory. Was like once you hit like thirty three, you know, you get a complimentary pair of uh, Skechers. <laughs> I've never I've never had Skechers. Here you go. I've never had Skechers before, but I'm I'm about to get wore down on the New Balance. Yeah, my dad so. had a well, white New Balance parrot. are technically hip. I know yeah. that's why it's finally like when I was like when New did Balance, that happen. Uh, when oh, the man. dad thing ago, came yeah. back around, dad with the mom jeans, dad fashion, yeah. but they got actually they got some cool looking shoes. They actually tried to look nice. Now they got mm-hmm. some different colors out there instead of the white with the black in. Yeah, yeah. you know that wasn't. <laughs> cool. So my dad's notorious. He only wears white tennis shoes, all white tennis shoes. So he's always got some different pair of all white tennis shoes, unless he's wearing like dress shoes. But if he's just wearing tennis shoes, they have to be all white and just super plain, and that's it. And uh, one year. My mom got him some all-white tennis shoes for either his birthday or Christmas because his other ones were worn down. And uh, they just happened to be Shaq's. And so nice. he's wearing these all-white shoes. We know where Shaq's. she got those because Shaq's got to deal with Walmart yeah, so hard. So, <laughs> only at Walmart. They looked fine. It was just funny because they're Shaq's, right? And so some of, for some reason, some friends of mine were at my house when I lived with my parents. And uh, he was, like, in his work overalls and his <laughs> white Shaq's. Like doing yard work or working on a car or something, and my friends were like, "Dude, what?" <laughs> they only seen him at school as Mister Nissen oh, in his yeah. suit and stuff, and he's like in his dirty jump shoot and his shacks. They're like, "Your dad wears shacks." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was pretty sweet. No Air Force Ones, right? Like, no. No. they still bring that up all the time. They're like, "I just can't believe I saw Mister Nissen in shacks." Well, I don't know how I would react if I see your dad on Sunday morning with some Air Force Ones yeah, on, on that platform. As long as they're all white, preachers and sneakers, yeah. <laughs> 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 Comes out sea walking in his Air Force One. So does your dad wear uh, a uh, suit to school every day? Yeah, I mean it's not. He he doesn't always wear a full blown suit, but it's always like nice pants, a button up shirt. Sometimes he has a jacket. Sometimes he doesn't. That's that's commitment. Yeah, that's. Just how he's done. That's straight up commitments, but when it's 115 degrees outside, you're mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, in that case, he'll wear like <coughs> uh, like a button up short sleeve mm. or something like that. But he's always like dressed up nice, <coughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You know, he's not like wearing tuxedos, but compared to a lot of teachers who are like just wearing polos or whatever. Hold on, I forgot my monocle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, tenors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right into Culture Corner. Refuge Project 2021. You know I ain't the one. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what he got. What he got for us today before you start rhyming. Well, before we even get there, real quick, because I just I feel in the spirit of the hip of of the hip hop. Okay. you know, so your friend Vaughn, which has been on the podcast before, he's going to be promoting a, a Lecrae concert at uh, what arena? Arena Theater, the arena, December 2nd. Arena Theater, mm-hmm. a shout out. So uh, I asked the youth group, we uh, we did a poll uh, this morning in Sunday school on, uh, I said, who would be interested in going to a Lecrae concert? They said who? Oh, really? <laughs> they did not. Wow. Only, your, only your son. I was going to make that joke. And uh, Pastor Christina's son knew who Lecrae was. Wow. Wait, what age group was this? This is teenagers. What? Yeah. Everybody like, knows Lecrae. They don't, listen to, they don't listen to Christian music. It's all secular for them. Then. Probably <laughs> Well, so. when's the last time he put out something new? Every year. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's whenever he was. Uh, and this last one, like, well, the one before this last one was, like, with a bunch of secular artists. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, he's still dropping stuff. Yeah. All the time. It's pretty dope. Anyways, I'm going. 
I'm like, I'll go. Like, what? (laughs) I mean, you know, we asked, you know, and I just thought that was an interesting response because I'm like, I thought whenever, you know, you you become a Christian, you're like, oh, yeah. You start listening to Lecrae. Lecrae. That's the natural step. You take communion and then you get Lecrae uh, lyrics. No, that's right. That's right. Here's and you're com- in your welcome bag. Exactly. Here's your complimentary Lecrae CD or download. That's like- right after the music stops. <laughs> Free streams. Anyway, well, for Courtney Corner. Whoa. Where you get that country music? That's, Whatever that's, you like. That's my that's my son. He's he's he he talks like he's from the country. Anyway, so for Culture Corner. Pastor David is so hot for culture recorder. No, but there is a lunar eclipse on the way. It's scheduled to happen November 18th and 19th. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. It will begin at 2.19 a.m. Eastern Time, and it will reach its max eclipse around 4 a.m., Eastern time. So I will not be awake yeah, for this. When is this? Um, the 18th and 19th. So that's what's Thursday and Friday? Uh, today's the 14th. Yeah, yeah, Thursday and Friday. So mm, right in between. Mm-hmm. What time then, is that in Central Time? Uh, an hour before. So that's oh, so definitely it, not. It'll start at one nineteen and finish at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it'll, oh no, it says and it'll end around... 547 Eastern Time. I think it's conspiracy. Nobody's going to be up to see it, so how do you know what happens? So we were asked what a lunar eclipse is, and it's this. A lunar eclipse is when the Earth makes its way between the sun and the moon. Okay. So, the so the Earth's shadow eclipses the moon. That's what it's the shadow. Yeah. It's the shadow. What's that old show? The shadow. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. Wow, wait, it's too soon, Stephanie. It's too soon. Wow. Wait, did he die or something? No, he shot somebody a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Two people, as a matter of fact. One oh. died, one didn't. Oh, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Next topic. Yeah. Uh, and the somebody should turn the so nose on. Man, this thing got, this thing that got was, dark. That was good because you were so quick. genuine. It was like, genuine. Really what I literally yeah. had no idea. Oh, that it's was like good. he accidentally killed somebody. Oh, man. Yeah, so. Uh, and according to the news, accidentally on purpose. Yeah, dude. Conspiracy. Oh, I can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the longest partial lunar eclipse uh, of the year. And uh, yeah, and people in all 50 states should be able to view it. So, what does the sun have to do with this? Because it's the light in our solar system. So, okay, so look. <laughs> you just drop that fact. Because, dude, it's He's the like, light. He's like, okay. So, what is the solar system? He so, didn't let me finish. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. I was What's the question? I was going to say Jesus. You oh, know, my bad. Like you know, but you went <laughs> facts on me, bro. You went <laughs> facts on me. It's out of proof. You in. It's the S O N. See, what shoes does he have on? Is he thinking that bad lately? Preach, preacher. Oh, I do got yeah. some bad Nikes on, though. Yeah. They're, they're nice. They're kind of fresh. They look yeah, like yeah. they're comfy. Yeah, they are comfy. That's what people say when they think your clothes aren't that good. They say, you look you comfortable. You look comfortable. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> somebody told me that the other day. <laughs> so you he thought it was a compliment. Today. He's like, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, Thank you. Great posture. Wow. I, actually went, I actually went by. We was headed out to uh, get a steak after church today. And I was in a button-up shirt. I was just like, man, I got to go find me. So I went to Burke's Outlet and found me a $5.99 t-shirt. <laughs> Wearing it right now. (laughs) It looks comfy, right? It's like a size too big, but I I was planning on eating a lot on my birthday. Anyways, what about this uh, moon thing? 
Well, it's happening, and uh, oh, yeah. will I be awake uh, to look at this? Absolutely, it'll be yeah. all over the internet the next morning. Look up a picture. It's Somebody a, with a telescope or something. Yeah. Historic event happening. I watch it on YouTube. No, they'll show you a picture of the last one that happened. You're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you think it's this one? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, yeah, make it me does, doesn't even happen with lunar eclipse. You guys have no respect for science at all. First of all, first of all, we all know. The Earth is flat. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> I haven't brought that up like all year. You ain't been here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on an ex. ex- uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, in other news, uh, the Supreme Court yeah, breaking light- silence. Lighten it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won't block the Texas abortion law. If you don't know what the Texas abortion law is. Any time, about six weeks any, any, after the baby has a heartbeat, they said, and you can't have an abortion in Texas. Mm-hmm. And you can file lawsuits against uh, whoever is doing it. Taxi drivers for taking young ladies there. Really? Nurses for Ooh. being a part of it. Doctors. The state can't file the case, but the citizens can. And that's kind of how they're going around. Wait, who would be suing? Like you would sue me for having an abortion. If that could happen. Wow. So, like, I get you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, and then you whoa, go whoa. have an I thought we were talking whoa, about science. Science, whoa. <laughs> in this science scenario, work like that. David's an attractive woman. Okay. <laughs> I know it's out there. That looks good for 46. Right, so, so, I Very get you matching shoes. You go get an abortion. Yep. I can sue. You can sue. She can sue. He can sue. Like, if he knew, knew about it, he could sue me for having an abortion. I think, like, anyone. Like, anyone. a neighbor. Yeah. So I don't even have to get you pregnant. And if you're a part of it, like, if you're Do the tax... Do I have to know you? Like, if you're the... Know. No, you don't have to know me. You just have to know what happened. And even if the taxi driver took me to do it, and he knew I was going to do it, you could sue the taxi driver for helping. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so weird, though, because, like, Uber driver's not, like... Oh, you're going to the doctor? What are you going for? Right. They're just like, get in the car. Yeah. But they don't if you care. like that, that one chick that we've seen that she said, I had 27 abortions uh-huh. and proud of it or something oh like goodness. that. She'd be like, hey, yo, take me up to the, the, the local, you know, the local uh, abortion yeah, places yeah, yeah. around here? No, I feel Maybe like we get there quick before this heartbeat I starts. I feel like those are the kind of people that you really need to just go and like slap an A on them in red. You know what I mean? It's like 27 abortions. Like, honey. Like, like so abortions, you, that's not you like. You need some home training. That, after 27. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh it's, it's not a not like the pill, right? No, no. Okay, so today, luckily and fortunately, we do have an expert in this field because Stephanie, what uh-huh. do you do professionally? I'm a forensic nurse. And before you were a forensic nurse, what what were you doing? I was a labor and delivery nurse. I did hey. labor and delivery. Oh, very You can do it. I was like, yeah. There you go. There you go. So, uh, uh, and for how many years did you do that? Two and a half. Two and a half years? Almost three. And in those two and a half years, almost three, uh, how many babies did you deliver? Were you helping out in? I calculated it, and I would say over a thousand. A thousand babies? Oh, Holly, if you hear me, that's can, more than I can got. Can we get a siren or something? There we go. Wow. Boy, she got the DJ horn. <laughs> yeah. So, what you, you want me to give her? Yeah. <laughs> thousand babies. Uh, <laughs> Almost. Yes, you got the I'll DJ. Be, of course, of course. So, a I thousand mean. babies. <laughs> <laughs> what else was I supposed to give her? It's the only one that or worked. A thousand babies. 
So, Stephanie, what do you think about? Uh, uh, of course, you are a believer in Jesus Christ and all that. Amen. But, but from a, uh, just from I guess a nurse's perspective, away from maybe your beliefs, uh, what do you be- think about all of this? This abortion laws and stuff. And as a woman, oh, Ooh, very, very important. Okay. Diversity today. Um. Yeah. So I. Okay, you said with aside from my beliefs, I think that life is such a beautiful thing that people get to experience, right? And I've I've delivered so many babies of women that it's probably taking a dark route, but like of women that like wanted to have babies, and for some reason like. It just didn't happen. So that's the other side of labor and delivery that no one talks about. Everyone's like, oh, babies. I'm like, yeah, but we deliver the stillborns and the yeah. miscarriages mm-hmm. and all the other stuff, mm-hmm. too. So I definitely see those that are like, man, if only I could, you know. Um, I'll say this, and this is something that I've brought up. I, I think that um, life is such a beautiful thing. I don't think that we need to be taking life away. Um, on the other side of things... I always say let's let's hold both sides accountable, right? We don't want women out here having abortions, but they sometimes feel like that's the only option. So it's like let's present other options to them. Let's just not bash them with the um, what's that one church where they always hold all the signs? Westboro Baptist. Baptist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got the mother Britniks yeah. out there. Uh-huh. Let's not beat them over the head with one of those signs. Um, and. Instead, let's sit down and have gen- like genuine conversation with them. Like, hey, there are other options, and then let's be accountable and actually like let's you know. So it's like everyone's like, no, no abortion, no abortion. But then like there's like a thousand billion babies in CPS and foster care and all these things. So it's mm-hmm. like let's do our part too. If we're gonna want to support this baby and and the life as we should, let's make sure we're following that through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what do they call it from? Um birth the tomb or whatever it Wounds is. Womb the tomb. Womb the tomb. Oh, um, I never heard that. So I think it's important because like, it doesn't stop like what you're saying. We need to fix the system all the way through. We need to fix the system uh, at the, the levels where if you don't want these babies, they go on to be in foster care and different things like that. That whole system's broke too. Oh, you it's know? a hot mess. Um, so we have to really look at it from not just a macro level, but just let's look at it at, at every level of what these kids are going through. Um, instead of just saying women are bad for doing this. Right, yeah. right. And then I like the point that you brought up too, that you know, Bibles shouldn't be used as bludgeoning tools. Yeah, and, uh, that's we, not helping anything. We've seen that way too much. And uh, the thing that, well, as you were talking, it's like, yeah, well, that sounds great, but that actually requires people to have a heart of compassion and to actually start acting like Jesus and nobody, nobody, nobody wants, wants to, do wants to nobody go wants there. To I mean, you, know, you love somebody? What? I just want to yell at you. It's like, you mean I just can't throw my money at it and it'll go away? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, let's just, you know, have a one protest. Yeah. That'll fix things. Exactly. Yeah. So no, it doesn't. So on this particular thing, it's not quite over yet. The Supreme Court has decided just to hold off and until they make their decision. So, um, but it won five out of four. So we'll see where it goes now. We just have to continue to pray, you know. Like five out of four. I think he means five to four. Five to four, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. 
five out of four. I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, I know I'm five not that four. good at math, but five to four, yes, five <laughs> to four. Um so we just gotta keep praying that you know this will this will hold up in court eventually. And, and on this kind of like maybe on the on the uh, the upswing of this, um, there was some recent elections that went statewide, but uh, nationwide actually for governors' races and all that stuff. And, right. And one a trend that has been that you've been seeing is that these places that were uh, extremely blue or maybe moderately blue are. They're voting conservative. Yeah, they've been seeing a lot of stuff uh, that's been playing out with the agenda of this administration. And this is not a political podcast. And but uh, but yeah, you know, you you're, you're seeing a resurgence of some moderates, maybe that you know are, are going a little more centered. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, and yeah, I mean, people are are wanting. I think people are wanting to return to some sense of morality again because they're seeing what these uh what the far left um ideologies are really leaving us mm-hmm. and it's uh pretty much just california just if you want to look what that looks like just go look at california and uh, that's why they're having a mass exodus of people and we've absorbed probably by this point over a million people in texas from california so mm-hmm. that there is a reason yeah i think that i think we talked about last week and the week before that the, the bubble's gonna pop right mm-hmm. you see it in the financial market you see it in the homing market like it can only get so big before it pops this far left stuff, like it's only going to get so big. It's only going to get so selfish. It's only going to get so outrageous before it pops and everybody realizes that it's not what they're saying. Um, because at the end of the day, what they're saying, uh, like you said, it's not political, but but it's not lasting. What what they're saying, what they what they want to do, is not something that could sustain a country, a free country. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be able to sustain somebody in another country that doesn't have the rights and stuff that we have right now. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I think it's interesting. All right. Well, I got a song for you today. One of my favorite worship songs, Pat Barnett, Build My Life.
Matt Barnett, Build My Life. If you don't like that song, you ain't saved. All right, tell him again. Yeah, you ain't saved. Mm -hmm. It was a really good song, so you go check it out. I mean, we're just trying to bring a different song every week just to kind of bring some different stuff to you so you can be inspired to like Christian music. You know, get off that secular stuff. Amen. Especially you young people in Sunday school class don't know who Lecrae is. Yeah, Amen. Lecrae. Yeah, for sure. You should have put on a Lecrae song today, then. That. <laughs> yeah, that would kind of been. I got a new Andy Minio that I've got a, some really good treatment on the video. I won't bring next week, but what's it called? Um, I don't know. It's off his new album. I'll look it up and I'll let you know. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, hey, for today. Stephanie, we brought you in just because we want to know a little bit about you, right? You are involved in so many things, and I know we we touched on uh, what you do professionally, but you are uh, so multifaceted um, as an individual, and uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about your story. How did you come to know Christ? Where did you go to school? Do you like long walks on the beach? <laughs> you know, hey, it's all you. Uh, it is the Stephanie channel, but no, 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 but um, I... I it's like, kind of weird. Like I said, like I said, it's uh, it, it, there's very few people that uh, that I can that I know. Whenever if I would need some counsel, if I would need to to uh, just kind of bounce some ideas off somebody, that whenever it's uh, you know I'm trying to look for something that's very biblically centered, I know that we can always have great conversations about you know, well, the Bible, what does it mean? And how should we proceed? So I know I just asked you a thousand questions, but... Uh, tell us who you are. Tell us who you are. Yeah, from the top. So um, once again, thanks for having me. Super excited. And I'm Stephanie. Everybody calls me Steph. And um, my journey, I'm a PK. My dad is a preacher. And so moved to Texas when we were, when I was three for ministry. Been here ever since. I was born in Memphis. Also known as murder capital, you know what I'm saying? Right. 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 Well, <laughs> I was trying to do the honestly. Anyways, anyways, continue. So, been here since I was three. So, born and raised, or raised here in Texas, and um, grew up in, I guess, church culture. You want to say? Always knew all the things about church, and so with that. Um, Got saved or prayed for salvation when I was like 13 and then went and lived ratchet. Mm, <laughs> and um, the Lord had to rescue your girl. So um, in between all of that, like still going to church every Sunday, still like I started leading worship when I was like 13 or 14. Um, so, you know, presenting myself as what you would say, like, oh, wow, what a great Christian little girl. Um, and then I was living like a double life. So um, I never would have known. Cause I, I know. Was, I was right, right there. Right. I so never cool. would have known. Well, yeah. PKs can do it best. <laughs> they can Honestly. because they know both sides. You know, you mm -hmm. learn it and so you know how to act and then mm -hmm. you figure yeah. the street stuff Which out. Which I hate the stereotype, but I mean, yeah, it's the true. Adding, yeah. Adding to the statistics. So I have my eyewitness that I was, I was presenting a good image. Um, but went into like showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I realized um, I still was really broken. So come from a broken home, my parents are divorced. And so that already just skewed my view of like marriage and um, trying to figure out my emotions and stuff and, you know, how I felt about all those things. I thought I was fine. and really wasn't trying to present this good image when I really was seeking approval and affirmation from the outside world. Um, so was in and out of relationship after relationship after relationship time and time again. Re didn't realize that I was seeking this affirmation. I thought it was just a fun thing to do. 
right? And didn't now looking back, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, I realized that I was actually just needing what only God could actually feel, um, and um, was involved with that in in those relationships, very promiscuous. And mind you, still leading worship, still doing all these things, still showing up to church. Um, was trying to just find myself in the world, you know, trying to find my identity, ended up having an addiction of pornography in all of that time. No one knew, very hidden, very secret. Um, and all these things were just adding up. They were building up, they were building up. And then I got in a relationship my sophomore, junior year, one of those, and um, ended up being an emotionally abusive relationship. And obviously it wasn't at first, it it became the overtime. And that's when I was like, okay, this is bad. Like I have you know, a lot of people say I've reached rock bottom. And I knew I was like, I know how to pray. I know how to read my Bible. I know how to do these things. And because of my foundation, which thankfully I had, I knew I was like, God is the only one that could fix this. And so I was, I remember praying and crying. I was like, Lord, you're the only one that can get me out of this. I've tried on my own. I was too manipulated, too brainwashed, too all these things to try to fix it myself. And so prayed literally on a Sunday or Monday by Thursday Everything was handled. Everything was fixed. I was able to leave that relationship. And then two days later, we had a special service at church. I feel like you probably, it was 2012. Were you still there? Um, yeah, but it was, it was the tail end of 2012. Okay. It I was left. August of 2012. So I don't know. There was, I don't, a, yeah, I don't know. There was, a, don't know. That, that, it was a very, uh, that, that was a time <laughs> for me that was filled with a lot of turmoil. <laughs> He's like, I'd rather not remember. Anyway. He's like, no, not August. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to freak out in here and start flipping tables. Like, no! PTSD. We said we weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> no. Anyway, so it was August of 2012. I We had a special service at church. I was able to rededicate my life back. And this is after. I mean, people had prophesied over me, telling and like giving me words, giving me like you like warnings, like you need to get out of this, like all these things. Was I was as I told the teens at two twenty, I was the modern day Jonisha running from God. I wasn't Joan, I was Jonisha. We're gonna make that shirt. Yes, hashtag Jonisha. And so um, from then, been just living for God, and um, He's just done so much in my life, has completely transformed. So many people are like, "Wow, you don't look like." you know, your story. So gave my life to Christ August of, tw- oh, it was 2013. Just kidding. Not 2012. Yeah, no, I got my years all wrong. You was gone. I was gone. You was gone. Uh, but yeah, 2013, gave my life to Christ. He, my life has never been the same since then. Obviously not easy. T- trials, you know, testing trials as everybody else has. But I love Jesus so much. Like literally am in love with him. He's amazing. And he's done so much in my life. So that's a little bit about my story. Um, I went Did off you to- say how old you are? 24. 24. Yeah. 24. And uh, went off to college. As Paul mentioned, I'm in, oh my gosh. As Caesar mentioned, mm-hmm. I know him, context, I know him as Paul from growing up. And I'm trying to say Pastor Caesar, because that's what everybody calls so him. So when he came to our church, he changed his name. He's like, look, yeah. I'm done with Paul. <laughs> I'm done he had with- like a Paul to Saul, <laughs> Paul to Caesar. I had a road to Damascus experience. My name was <laughs> He was involuntary interviews. <laughs> Lips pushed together. I, 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 can't, I can't say a thing. Giving <laughs> you all the visuals here. Oh, it better than the finger. It's, it's, like, yeah. like, it's, it's like, look, I was running away from a Jezebel, so y'all don't, y'all leave me alone. <laughs> yep. Oh. Didn't want Funny. him to find you. I'm Caesar. No. Like, you know, I'm an alibi. Loki, that was me where I'm like, nobody take pictures. <laughs> 
Yeah, whenever she first got to our church, which, which it's been what, maybe two months it's now? Been like, yeah, two and a half months. It's been amazing, absolutely amazing. And, and yes. it's so awesome that you're there. I still cannot believe it. I know. Yeah, it's Is this amazing. Real life? <laughs> it's a, it's so fun. I mean the uh, we're the heavenly hijinks that we're gonna we're gonna do for the Lord is gonna be so cool. So let me ask you this, and I don't want you to put you on the spot or anything, but it's always interesting when the outsider comes into the inside, and we we know the church inside and out. So some of the stuff we're just used to, bad or good, we're just used to it, right? What was your like your experience when you came? Ooh, yes, I would love to talk about this because I've been talking to everybody else about it. And yeah. what brought you? What made you even come in the first place? All yeah, okay, hit cool. that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, to make a to make a big story short, huge step of obedience from the Lord left everything that I knew, and it was simply because when it came down to it, because God told me so. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Literally, said God said you it's need time to, to go. just yeah, and yeah. I was like. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's been an interesting transition, but the peace of God, wow, so present in all of this. And yeah, I mean, I could go through and do a full list and next, but it literally comes down to God saying go. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So in all that been super good transition and the Lord put Elam on my heart to visit. And so I was like looking it up online, you know, watching sermons and stuff before I came for the first time. And then literally when I came, just, there was so many cool moments Caesar preached the first Sunday I was there, so it was like a full circle moment. Wow! Yeah, so fellowship did y'all, did, of the burning did heart. Did you communicate before you came? No, uh-huh. I didn't want to tell him at all because I I wanted it to. Okay. You know, people gonna talk, people gonna say what they say, but it's right. right. I'm no not clue. giving them any no context, to, you know. Right. So, no, not whatsoever. So he preached, and he's like walking around doing as he called his td jakes thing he was like walk around during the altar call and i'm like you better preach and so like i'm in the way back you know new visitor which i had never been a visitor at a church so that was a weird thing yeah, they're like weird, any yeah. visitors i'm like me i'm the visitor I know the feeling. um i know jesus i promise yeah, you know i'm like i i know him i do I'm just i'm just new here and so um yeah so then he like comes around and i was like all right i was like lord i want us to you know make eye kinds to be like hey i'm here but i was like i'm not gonna distract him he's like full preacher mode right now and so he comes over he's like hey <laughs> like <laughs> so genuinely concerned it's like why are you here? and i was like hey he was like hey, hey. and i was like we'll catch up later he's like yeah 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 because he was just like it's in his head it's like he, it's sunday you why are you here yeah, you're supposed you know? to be here yeah so then that was that. Then I popped up Wednesday. She's too. like, <laughs> <laughs> let me just fill in some of that. Some she never had to mention stuff. In the wrong church. So, so we, you know, that's. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, uh, sorry. So whenever, whenever that was happening, and I was. I was walking around with a handheld all all over the sanctuary at that mm-hmm. moment, you know. So, and it was a great moment, right? It was just fun to be in in the in just the move of God, and. All of a sudden, just out of nowhere, I'm like, that's Stephanie Bright. And I've been inviting her out to come and minister to the youth probably for a good two years before that. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and, and of course, I knew she, you know, she, she had her church and everything. We, that was never the intention to pull her away or anything. It's just um, she's always been a very high-functional person and uh, just a great role model for young people. So... They, uh, I knew, I I knew they would benefit from her, but you know she was at her church, busy schedule, work schedule, and her professional life. So, uh, I figured whenever I saw her, I was like, oh well, she probably is on vacation. Yeah, that's what I was like. I thought you on vacation. <laughs> yeah, like you know, and then she just like I woke up late to go to my church, so I just popped in here. Hey, awesome. Yeah, but 
55 minute drive to Elon. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just popped in. So, yeah, I was genuinely surprised and it was fantastic. Okay, so Wednesday, the next Yeah, so Wednesday. pop up Wednesday, and this was the service right after the quote unquote storm where like nobody got rain, but everybody's lights went out, like that weird thing. Mm-hmm. And so the big church lights were off, so everybody was in the youth building. Oh, yeah. And so went there because I didn't even know where to go. Like, was it was I like, preaching then? Mm. No, uh, brother Dave, that, that was my other guy. Yeah. I don't know. Your doppelganger. Doppel- 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 Steve. Yeah. Oh, brother Steve was preaching. Steve. Steve and Shark. Deborah's dad. Okay, I was like, yeah, that's yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. they do resemble each other. Um, and so, yeah, everybody was there. And so then I was, once again, in the back room, like, I don't even know where to go. I, didn't, I barely knew what time service started. Like, ah. mm-hmm. And so then Paul, Paul invites me to the youth group. And he's like, hey, you want to come hang out and, like, check that out? And I was like, cool. So... Um, ended up having like cool time with them, got to pray with them and sing acapella in the parking lot. That was a fun time. Anyways, so then afterwards, that's when we got to catch up and we were like, hey, he was like, hey, so like, or he asked me, you were like, do you just have free time? Like, he was kind of just like, I'm trying to figure out why you're here. <laughs> and so then that's when I finally explained to him the full story, blah, 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 been here ever since. So that's kind of like my journey here. Um... I love Elam so much, and I think it's cool because it's like a. I think it's a good balance between modern and traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to go somewhere super modern where like Jesus isn't preached anymore, mm. um, and like the Bible's like barely mentioned, or it's like a, it's like a let's throw a scripture up there. Now is the sermon, yeah. and then you know we're talking about something else the whole time. I I can't, but um, I didn't you know want maybe necessarily something like super super traditional. Um, and so this was like a perfect mix just in like the, like, what do you call it? The aesthetics of the building itself. That was a cool mixture of yeah. modern traditional, um, from the beginning, like the service was cool. Like the worship, you know, is more contemporary, but then we had the choir and I was like, Oh, like my little small church heart. Like, I love that. It's so cute. Um, I love it's the choir. So cute. Yeah. I don't want to say so cute and like, and like a condescending way, but like, it's, I really right, love right. it. It's really cool. Um, the, obviously the, the. Preaching has always been so biblically sound, and obviously love that. Pastor Mark um, ain't fra- afraid to use a verse oh, or twelve. He will, yeah, pop, 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 pop. Today he was going in. Yeah, he yeah. was good. Um, very sensitive to the spirit. My friend came to church today, and that was the thing that she just Super kept cool. bringing up. Yeah, yeah, she was like, "Man, this church is so sensitive to the spirit." I'm like, "I know. I've been telling you." Last <laughs> week, I was like laid out, weeping the whole service. Man, last week was good. Too, oh man, man. it was powerful um and so yeah i i think that it's like the perfect church for me and everybody should come check it out (laughs) let me ask you one more question about that and then we can get on to what some other stuff but from looking at us online does it translate live is it the same church or is it like oh that's something a little bit different i mean in general because i've been to those churches like their online stuff it's like wow and you get there and be like man they need to do something with this place <laughs> no know? it was actually the other way around mm-hmm. i had never stepped foot in elam at all and so i didn't know what the actual building itself looked like mm-hmm. it was even bigger in person than i thought online oh wow yeah, yeah. so it was actually the other way around oh, I, school, and I was yes. like oh cool like i've looked at the pictures and stuff and i was like Stalking Elam. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't the same as being there. And I feel like that's what any church, like, it's never the same. Right. That's why I love being in person. But, um, yeah, love it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, it, it was so cool that your friend came today. I I, I texted. I was going to say tweeted. I don't tweet. I'm not a tweeter. It's not a tweet. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I texted the uh, the Something worship else band. Something in my head, but I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm saved. <laughs> the worship band after your uh, after your friend's comment, Emily, right? Yeah. Yeah. After your friend's comment, and she said, "You guys are so sensitive to the spirit," and that just was the that was the compliment I needed to hear at that moment. Like, yeah, we don't see it all the time because, like, you're talking about what's. It's what we do every day, you know, every but, week. Um, it's hard. It's really hard to balance program and everything else because you have those people yeah. that want to get there. They want to get out an hour and 30 minutes, and that's pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, being being have that ear to the spirit and letting God do what he's going to do. Uh, so it's it's tough in, in an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, and I'm, I am used to, like, quicker service, right? Um, I never like grew up in like black church where you're there for like five hours. That's a whole other topic, serving, right? They yeah. serve lunch instead of And then of you're like, yeah, man, they're like, get back to your pew. We're not done. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm always used to more of like a quicker church in general, but I feel like it's the good amount of like perfect amount of time. Um, it allows time for everything that needs to transpire to transpire. Um, and yeah, like the, even small things that I've noticed, like, I love that the prayer partners, like that there's anointing oil sitting up there at the front. Like I love like small stuff like that, yeah. that I've just been picking up on. Um, I love the flags and worship. I just, yeah, I think it's a perfect, the flags. Yeah. It's like when the flags came out, I was like, Oh snap, this is my church <laughs> oh, man. going down. That's a controversial yeah, statement. That's one thing I can do without is the flags. <laughs> but, I mean, just for one of the like, reasons no. is like. So I'm in charge of the whole production, live stream, and all that, and it just jacks the camera because it's always one of those things they they want to get right in front of the camera, right in front of the See, I don't have whoever's that singing's face, and just like, hey, look at me, you know. I know they're not saying look at me, um, but yeah, it's one of those things. Gotcha. Yeah, and and you know, with one of the things because we we have a very like same journey to Elam. One of the things that I really um, enjoyed when I first got there, and it's it. it the heart of the church is still the same church, but things look completely different. You know, in these last few years, we have, it's been transformational for our church. It looks different. It sounds different. Uh, it moves different, but still the heart of the house is still there. And uh, I'm like super, super excited for you to see what uh, our convocation looks like. Oh yeah. I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. And if possible, I'll, I'll give you those dates, but if possible, try to try to be as free as you can. Uh, it starts on Sunday night. It finishes Wednesday night and it's, it's from Sunday night all the way to Wednesday night, just throughout the day. It's, Oof, it's fantastic. Wow. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. If you can take off some work. Everybody's been telling me about yeah. that. Okay, cool. I'll plan. When is this happening? That March. is so March. Yeah. yeah, cool. And this year, um, yeah, this year is going to be the one that rolls right into our centennial. Yep, because in twenty twenty two, we Elam Church will celebrate one hundred years of existence. So that That's is amazing. It's so awesome to be a part of that tradition, and it's it's just great to see that. Um, you mentioned that uh, after you were saved already. Um, were you still in high school at this time? Like, yeah, I got saved my senior year of high school. Okay, okay. So with that, then you find yourself in college, and what college did you go to? Houston Baptist University. Right. Mm. <laughs> Boy, his fingers gonna be sore. Oh, and uh, and and in that college atmosphere, um, what was? And I know that's a that's a Christian university. So, the, but the, is it? Mm. It's. 
Yes. It is. It okay, because I know some people that went there, they ain't so Christian. Okay, now the majority of the people that go there now are not. Like Baylor, right? It's supposed to be, but it ain't. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I think HBU still tried to, like, made it be known. And it's like, you can come if you want, but we are going to emphasize at least that we are a Christian university. Right, right. But just the majority of the people that go there actually are not. HBU goes out, gets scholarships. Right. Mm-hmm. Athletes go there. Yeah. Not that athletes aren't safe, but like, you know, they have like athlete scholarships. All these dumb athletes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I feel like they, they, you know, they prayed before and after stuff and they had convocation and um, I was actually on the worship team there um, for a couple of years. And so there was a lot of things, there was a lot of ability for you to grow spiritually if you applied yourself. So when yeah. was that? I got to college in 2014. 2014. Uh, 2014 to 2017. So I used to manage this uh, this DJ that did some shows out there a few times. Um, DJ Overcomer. We did some parties. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. Was that the one? yeah. Uh, I know that. I mean, I don't know him, knowing, but I remember that hearing that name and yeah. stuff. So we yeah. Did, we did some stuff out there. Cool. So with that, while you were there, uh, is that where you developed your love for on-campus ministry, or did the, how did that get birthed? And oh, yeah. If you can talk about Christian Girls Pop a little bit. Yeah, Christian Girls Pop. So, got to college 2014, freshman, trying to figure out what I was doing. I knew I wanted to do nursing, but that's just a whole new environment. And so, I was getting mentored by a woman my freshman year. Then, in the semest- in the spring semester, she was like, hey, you should pray about leading your own Bible studies. And I was like, I don't know about that. that I don't know. I was real hesitant about it. She was like, just go pray about it. She could see the hesitancy in my voice, but she was like, just go for it. So went, prayed about it, got confirmation from the Lord. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. And it's weird because everybody would have been like, oh, like you would know what to do. You were raised in church. I'm like, yeah, but no, like it was still weird taking it on myself. Um, Anyways, began doing that. And I was a resident assistant at the time when I started my sophomore year. So I had girls that I was already in charge of in the dorms. So I started with them just like sending them out text messages like, hey, I'm starting a you know, like Bible studies. It had didn't have a name, didn't have anything, didn't have a des, uh, designated room or anything like that. I was like, hey, let's just meet. And I did that for three years, the entire rest of the time that I was in college. And then I even did it a semester once I graduated. I lived nearby, so I would still come back and um, do Bible studies with the girls. The entire time, never had a name. We would bounce around from place to place, wherever I could like mark my territory like an hour before. And I would just say, I'm like, no, I'm having Bible study. Unless you want to come, you can't be here. And so um, that was, yeah, for sure when I developed my love for young women. Um, I think high school, college is such a transitional time in your life. And you're trying to figure out who you are, trying to put your faith in your own hands. And there's a lot of pressures, a lot of influences, and a lot of decisions that you have to make. And when they're not based in Christ, they can be bad. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. um, or it can just really lead you astray. So really developed that time. But when I graduated, I was like, all right, cool. I did Bible study for three years, moving on with my life. I'm going to be a nurse. That was fun. And then the Lord was pressing on my heart. Like you need to do this online and not just let it in here. And then got confirmation through many people that were like, Hey, are you going to keep doing this? Are you, how are, you know, I want to join, but I'm never able to come in person, blah, blah, blah. Prayed about it, and then I was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. Then I realized I needed a name. God gave me Christian Girls Pop, and the Pop stands for Purpose, Obedience, and Prayer. Those are the three foundational principles of the ministry. And so launched that in June of 2018 on Facebook, and then we've been going from there. So now we're on Facebook, Instagram, we're launching on YouTube in 2022. And um, 
I do monthly Bible studies, weekly podcast episodes that come out, um, monthly prayer times that we like we join live and pray together. Um, I invite other people to like come on, um, like my close friends and um, to come on and share their experiences with the girls. And um, yeah, it's been really cool that the Lord has been allowed me to do this. I feel honored that he trusts me with this. And so, so we're rocking with that. So if I'm, if I'm a young female out there, uh, right. where do I where do I find this and how do I get a part of it and all that good stuff? Because I'm excited about it. I want to like log on right now, but let's put a wig on or something. <laughs> yeah, so on Facebook, you can just search Christian Girls Pop. I love the Facebook group because I have it as a closed private group. Very good. And so it's just for women. I, myself, or like my moderation team, they approve of who comes in, make sure that it's just females coming in. Um, I am huge on transparency, being vulnerable, and I feel that women can do that in a space when they know that they can feel safe in that. And so um, making sure that they are in a spot where they can be themselves, share their issues. I mean, we're talking about some real stuff, stuff that they're admitting, I've never told anyone else. I don't know where else to turn. And I'm like, I love it. And some people are like, oh my God, did she really say it? I'm like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about the hard yeah. stuff. Um, so I love that group. That's like about 15, 16,000 girls that are like willing and ready to like talk with you, meet with you. They're always inviting each other and following each other. And Did um, you just say 15 or 16,000? Yeah. Wow, man, hold up. <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that. Wow. But she's out here doing things, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Ask her man. how old she is again, James. How old are you again? 24. Man. Oh. Hey. Oh. So, wow. did, did y'all see what I mean by inspirational? I'm telling you, oh, man. I told you already. I'm going to identify as a female. So oh I get in on this group. Like, no, you can never do that. You don't, you don't have matching shoes. <laughs> True. You don't qualify. Oh, man. Yeah. That is amazing. They also that can find amazing. us on Instagram, too. Same thing, Christian Girls Pop. And this is a monthly thing? What is? The, your, when you, y'all go live oh, or so whatever? We, so we post like every day okay. um, different verses of the week right now. Um, so what? For um, for 2021, 20, the Lord gave me um, the yearly theme of Back to the Basics. And it's talking about different topics that lay the foundation of your walk with God, of what it is to really understand Christianity, a relationship with Jesus, and then build from there. And so each month is a different topic. So right now we're actually talking about holiness and talking mm-hmm. about the holiness of God and um, kind of breaking down the myths of what holiness is, speaking truth to what holiness is and what the commandment that God has um, given us to be holy. And, um, so we're posting every day about the diverse, um, about the podcast episode that re- is released that week. Um, I have like little 60 second sermons that come out. So just like a little quick grasp, grasp of the week of what's going on there. They're produced very well. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and so that we're posting every day, but yes, I do monthly Bible studies once a month, monthly prayer time. Um, and, um, yeah. It's like the first Monday or something uh, like that? So podcast episodes are released every Tuesday. Okay. And then uh, the monthly Bible study is the last Saturday of every month. Awesome. And then we do 10 minutes of prayer um, the second Wednesday of every month. So do you sleep for like 30 minutes every day and then that's kind of it? <laughs> no, I, I definitely get my sleep. Um, it reminds I, me of, this is like the female version of Von Juan. Like very little sleep, very productive, going out there and reach the community. It's I mean, amazing. praise God. It's. It's all him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then so whenever I was talking, uh, whenever you came that second Wednesday, I'm telling you, my my heart, my spirit was just on fire because I know these these things about her. Right. Nobody else knows these things about her because they don't know her. And I'm like, I am so excited for people to meet you around here because, you know, my 
the teams that we've built up in 220 and all around and with the young adults and all that. That was whenever we and let's brag on God a little bit. So whenever uh, um, I, I recently transitioned out as the leader for the young adults, I'm still overseeing some movements, the major things, but the overall direction of the young adults is passed on to Nikki and Juan, right? And well, and that was maybe about a year in preparation before that took place. So when it did, that's whenever Stephanie's entrance came in. And she's got a heart for young adults, for that group as well. So I see some pieces here that God is putting together for our young adults, for the the the, the younger uh, students, for the females. And, and it's just incredible to see the hand of God just being so surgically precise yeah you know because it, it's just it's not even coincidence anymore he's like no it's it's me no. hi you know <laughs> and all these things that are shaping up so in in a it for i am so excited right now but for 2022 and how like i told stephanie how we'll be able to partner with her vision and what she's got going on and like i said so in a you you kind of gave us some some great visioning right now but that's still i would say more on the micro what's possible what's what's mm-hmm. doing so what are what are some macro things what are what are you believing god for just just yeah. release that out into yeah. the atmosphere come on release it to the atmosphere <laughs> um one big thing i would love for christian girls pop and it will happen that it will be on college campuses across america um it's already global there's girls from all over the world that have joined the group and so um i'm actually in the end of 2022 like towards the fall i want to launch mentorship and um, kind of branch out and have women that will take a certain part like of the world and mentor those girls um so those are some big things that i have i'd love to do um, conferences. I'm hosting a retreat next year and more info to come on that. Um, so I'm very um, passionate about just not just, you know, a big hype weekend, right? Where, you know, those are great. You need the renewing, you need that revival, you need that ref- like refreshing, but then like the everyday, like what about on a Wednesday when everything's just falling apart? Like you need discipleship. And mm-hmm. we talked about this a while back, basically, um, you know, you can teach somebody, but if you don't have the discipleship to follow it up, there's a there's a gap because sometimes people just need that further tilling of the ground, I guess you could say. Right. Um, so I'm excited about that. And um, I mean, my college is like one of my my big uh, points that I guess I want to focus on. And so, um, yeah, I'd love to see that on college campuses and, you know, see other women leading other women in Christ and relationship with God. So yeah. we're talking about like 18 to 30 somethings? Or yeah, like- so my my target audience, because I still like the end of high school too, because, you know, you're trying to figure all that out. Okay. Um, so I say like 16 to like 25. That's okay. like mm-hmm. super, super, super focused. But then right. obviously it can go wider than that. But that's like mm-hmm. my main target right there. I always say everyone is welcome. Right, that's right. a female. Except for, yeah. Except for me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Ladies. Ladies. <laughs> sorry. Like, like you and I, we have these conversations all the time about, you know, um, growth, expansion, movement, programs, yeah. and all the all these things. Tell me, just kind of sitting as a uh, here in the corner, just absorbing. What's uh, you're lit up? I know yeah, you are. I am. I'm super excited about this because, like you said, we've talked about this uh, a lot. Um, the thing 
I know that you're thinking is, okay, I want to grab her. I'm going to plug her in right now, mm-hmm. right? Like, where can we plug her in here? Because she fits here and here, here and here. But I know you you probably had some time. You're like, all right, just let me. let me. Oh, let we've me, had our talk. We've had our talk. <laughs> let me sit here. Let me, you know, recover from some different things or whatever it may be. Yeah. I don't really know your whole story. But, um, no, um, yeah. but I'm super excited about fresh vision, mm-hmm. uh, especially in, in these certain areas, because I think that we have a lot of... Um, Maturity in our church uh, with the women, uh, but there's the area in our church that we're we're, we're lacking with uh, dynamic leadership for the young girls. Yeah. You know, we have Chena and we have Angie that's doing a really good job, maybe on the next generation. Uh, so I'm really excited to see because when I, when I when I see young girls these days. Um, there's a lot of daddy issues, yeah. you know, there's a lot of uh, identity issues and uh, depression and all mm-hmm. these things. And and, I, and it's like, um, it's a cool thing to be depressed. You yeah. know, it's a cool thing. We to, talked about that today. You know what I'm saying? Kitchen. So, I yeah. mean, just your personality and how excited you are about young people. That's that's the voice that we need our young people to hear, our young ladies and our mm-hmm. young women uh, so I'm I'm like super excited about that. Like, how can we partner? How can we? Yeah. How can we help you? Um, I don't know. I don't even know if we can help you because you're like, no, <laughs> y'all can help me. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking over, man. I'm talking. She help us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, well, those type of things. Like, you're. I don't know what your leadership level is, but for you to already have, you know, th- thirteen thousand uh, people that are coming every month, it's just it's just amazing. So I know that God's really. Uh, got into leading you on this thing, so I'm super excited to see what's going on. See, you see what I'm talking about? I'm excited too. I, and and I, don't want this this, I, I don't. This is getting weird. I don't. I don't want this sound. I don't want this to sound weird, but I'm super excited <laughs> that that. That uh, that you're not white. I knew you were gonna go there. I was waiting no, for you to go. I, I I'm like it. somebody say I'm black. <laughs> no, I, I am yes. because I love black people. I can tell uh, from the first time I heard you talk. I was like, he's been around some black people. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, <laughs> you're oh, like yeah. the Andy Minio I in am, my life. I am, I am. and uh, I was so, like, I don't know where you were raised, <laughs> who your I mama is, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was no. Rambo. See, your street cred is recognized. <laughs> you don't know. Oh, I'm trying to hide street recognized street, okay? <laughs> no, you can't hide. Who would recognize hood? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I always say you can take me out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? I, I peeped that real quick. I was like, I don't know who this brother is, but I, so yeah. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about people in our church that don't all look the same. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And then the more. We have a lot of Hispanic. We got to be a lot of white people. But man, we need some. That's what a church should look like. Gotta you know? put some pepper in there. Exactly. exactly. You know, and, and uh, you know, cinnamon. <laughs> <and> salt. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes <laughs> I forget I'm white. <laughs> Me too. Until I see my parents, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're, yeah, I'm white. I yeah, no, I'm excited because, like, I remember when I first first showed up. You know, I, I looked around and I'm just. Ex- you know, experiencing the service and looking around, I'm like, all right, there's like three black people. Cool. But granted, that's what I'm used to as well. My other church, you know, it was around the same um, level of diversity. And so, you know, you're in Pasadena. 
there's going to be a, yeah. a majority of Hispanics, of which makes sense because it's yeah. just you where just, you are. You just drive down Ritchie Street to get to our church. You yeah. Pass, you literally pass. I counted them one day coming from 225 to the church. I was going to count how many taquerias. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it, it was like 15 or yeah. something. Like which yeah. I am like a not opposed to. I'm all street, for it. I love Mexicans cool. too. Yeah. yeah. I know I love them Latinos. <laughs> yeah. Let me catch That's my people. Like, you can't be surprised that at least half of it is Hispanic. Right. Well, we, and we talked about this. Our, our church should look like our community, uh-huh. whatever that is. Right. If it's all black community, it's probably going to be all black church, and that's Same okay. More Mostly. tarterias in the church. But, yeah. We, we should have, have one. We, we should have, have one. Yeah, yeah. I am yeah. coffee. Let's bring in the tacos. We need Come like on. a, right. we got to come up with like a spiritual taco thing. <laughs> Mm. Oh, they ain't hard for Christians. Christians have Dude, popped that out real quick. I street tacos for lunch today, man. Hmm. They're some amazing. Of those, some Trump tacos. Instead of cr- street tacos, <laughs> we got Christ tacos. <laughs> hey, fun up. fact. Stephanie is fluent in Spanish. Really? Ooh. So is my oh, wife, see? but she's Mexican. I am. <laughs> oh, see? See? Yeah. Sí. Yo hablo español. Mm. Preach in Spanish. Can you really? Muy bueno. Sí. But y'all kind of went to a Hispanic church before. No, it wasn't a Hispanic no. church. I mean, I there's I Hispanic just, people there, but it I was just, English I guess service. I just like, okay, you're mm. Mexican, so you came from a Mexican no, but, church. But I'm white. <laughs> I'm, I am whitewashed. <laughs> I am a whitewashed Mexican. So it's really weird because that it's in Pasadena as well. But you know, whenever I first got to that church, I. It, it's weird because it's landlocked and nothing but Mexicans all around. And when I first walk in there, you had a you know six foot twelve white man. Yeah, he wasn't that tall. Six but that's foot what twelve. It, yeah, that's seven foot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. So uh, yeah, he was just ginormous, you know, and and corn fed middle America white man in a pastoring a a uh, el barrio in el barrio. <laughs> And that was already like, this is going to be different. So, I don't know if we talked about this this podcast, but have you ever seen a Hispanic pastor lead a white church? Hmm. Have you ever seen a black pastor lead a Mexican church? But you've seen white pastors lead... <laughs> All multi- the other churches. Yeah. Well, isn't that weird? I, I, I never figured that it out. That is very true. Is in most of the time, if you have a multiracial church, it's got a white pastor, well, and I don't know, I don't understand. Well, because whenever you look at the black community and you also look at Latinos, there is a, there's a cultural thing that's there that True. exists. I, I haven't meted meted out this idea yet, but culturally, I, I don't know if uh, if if that could really. I'm sure it could happen, yeah. but it's just it's just different. naturally you go where what you see. Yeah. yeah. But then I think even if you want to think about back to like who spread Christianity, right? Like if we're going back history wise, I guess we're like, I guess that's why like the white pastors are able to lead other cultures because it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we've seen that before, I guess maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty But cool. yeah, I, I've definitely, like most of my my friends know like, oh, you go to a mixed church. But I remember I would bring people to my church and they're just assume, like, oh, we're going to a black church. And they pop up, they're like... <laughs> It's not what like, I thought. Dang, man, I thought I was going to a black church today. So, so y'all don't shout? No. <laughs> I feel like I should have dressed I, I love black church. I, I wore oh, my, yeah. I wore oh, my favorite lime green suit today. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say it. There's, man, there's some 
white. You're white. You cannot say it. I know. I said it in like a much. He's like, I'll just push the buttons. Find way. Yeah. That's the problem. I say stuff that I forget that I'm white. You're like, oh, I probably. And then everybody else that's Latino or black, they're like, that's that privilege. That's that privilege. Oh. That's White weird. devil over there. <laughs> I couldn't even make the colorful suits, yo. <laughs> so you're very limited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I love yeah, it though. Pretty white. I'm pretty white. Yeah, yeah you're, you're pretty white. white. Your wife's very white. Have you ever gone to a black church? I don't think I've been to an all black church. I feel like I'm put that on my to do no, list. And bring no, it I don't think like where I would have. Oh, I've been to great. a ton of different churches. I feel Make like sure you eat before you go because your blood sugar has dropped about <laughs> one thirty. Oh, <laughs> you gotta bring snacks in your purse. Yeah. You gotta put your finger up, go through the foyer, eat your cookies, and go sit back down. But you gotta make sure you put your finger up because that means you're coming back. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. The usher is sure. like, where you going? Yeah, if you don't put your finger up, they'd be like, hey, <laughs> service ain't over. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, but I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. I've been to like mm-hmm. Baptist church, I've been to Methodist church, I've been to. But Black Baptist black or Baptist White Baptist? White. Okay. White yeah. Whole different Baptist. Yeah, whole different Baptist. You're gonna be out of there before 12. Churches, big. Big super modern churches. I've been to a bunch of them. But I okay, I, I feel like somebody would have invited you to go play drums at a black church or something. Yeah, man, I don't think so. I've been, okay, I played at uh, oh, you played drums. Grace's, cool. uh, oh, yeah. Latino youth service before. Done that. Okay. So did I tell the story about my uncle? He went. He was visiting this black church. He was preaching for him, and one of the ushers of all black church. My uncle's pretty white, and. Um, <laughs> And they told him, one of the ushers pulled him aside. One of the deacons actually pulled him aside. He goes, hey, Brother Steve, man, we love you. Why am I doing black accent? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Keep going, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so triggered right now. <laughs> no, good. He said, hey, Brother Steve, man, we love you coming to visit. say it like that. Say it how he said it. You got to give us context. I'm all, I'm all like, <laughs> you got to do it in the accent, because if not, then they don't raise He said, yo, Brother Steve, we love you coming around, but you can't stay. That's what he told him. Wow. Like, you can visit, but you, yeah, you can visit, but like, this is a black church, and we're going to keep it black. Yeah, so there's a con, right, where they're, they can be like, I feel, I won't even say, I don't want to say they and start pointing fingers, but just like, uh, I guess cultural churches where it's like predominantly one church and that's not something that's spoken about is diversity. Mm-hmm. Like you can get that mindset of like, Mm-mm, like mm-hmm. you, you can't fit here. And that's a con because yeah. then, you know, it's that. like heaven's not going to look anything like that. Right. That's what that drove, that's what like, is white church. You yeah. Know. You can get that anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's what really drawn me to Hispanics. That's why I started dating uh, oh, they'll, they'll welcome Hispanic you people in. because the the family culture mm-hmm. and and them taking care of each other and all that stuff. I just yeah. especially being from the streets, like so I see that in their culture, and then being on the streets and like, okay, we're about to do this drive by. Like that's who <laughs> you want to hear on your, your side. story. I gotta hear you. I gotta oh, hear I, your I side gotta, of things. I, I know got you got some stories. Oh, really long I'm story. telling you, when the first time you let comedian, I was like, this brother been in the street, uh, and I'm here for it. That was something cool that I saw. Elon was like, um, just the transparency. Even if it wasn't like everyone's, you know, sharing their testimony every time they come to the mic, it was just um, a very like everyone was genuinely themselves mm-hmm. and it's like yeah the lord's redeemed you and restored you but like, I, I can see i can see your story in that but right. it's like it's like very relatable yeah mm-hmm. um, my wife so says sometimes cool. like you gotta chill out <laughs> everybody ain't gonna know <laughs> what you need to know about david's story is one time he dated this chick who left him for their karate teacher. karate dojo yeah yeah mr miyagi 
And, uh, <laughs> like hashtag never forget. Well, we never. Forget. I love yeah, the and they, 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 they. I was over here, like literally, <laughs> about to cry. Just thinking about it again. And they were making fun of me. And like, what was I supposed to do? Go beat him up? No, no. Yeah. You took an L with that one. I did. Like, and that's when I started packing. I'm like, oh yeah, next time. Next time. And didn't they like leave the Malar, state or something? Yeah, they. And they left the state. Okay, okay. This, we're not bringing this back up. We're, not, we're, not, we're not doing He's this. Triggered. Sorry, look, just, we're we're not know, doing so this. So then he decided to train and fight him at, at yeah. the national. No, no dude. I learned how to. That's I the real karate to, kid. I got He's me the real a, karate kid. I got me a nine, and I learned how to hold it sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I love you like I love you got a black what? belt. I got a black block. What's up? <laughs> What's up now? You just learned how to hold it. Oh man, we're not doing this again. We're not sorry, doing this again, guys. We're not doing this just again. Keep it moving, y'all. Yeah, this sorry. is not about me anyway. I turned it to him. My bad. Oh. This really turned the corner whenever we just kind of said, and she's black, and then it, and then it went. <laughs> no, I love it though. I love that it's not like oh, should we? address it are we just gonna we're happy to see you everyone's like legit we're glad a black girl's here i'm like let's talk about it I like mean, i'm here for the culture right now is so like mm, Actually, you know I yeah they're like do i call you african-american that's, that's what i was thinking <laughs> i'm like well i'm just kind of glad that um <laughs> we have some you ain't white <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna stick politically correct you're not white <laughs> How do you want to identify from here? See, Mar- That's all you. Marina and I, we've always talked about that. We were like, man, we need some more color in this place, yeah. you know? And she's like, yeah, for real. We need them on the warship. Well, tell her to get a we tan. Need- like, do her part. Tan. <laughs> you know, she'll burn. She don't get no tan. She burns. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm excited of bringing blackness to the table and what whatever We're that means. We're here for that, you know? I'm here for it. The only thing, the only person I think that will be offended is Josh because he's been the only black person we've white had for chocolate. a long- <laughs> Your white chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, because the first time I met Josh, and you know, I've known him for years, but the first time I met him, I'm like, Josh, it's like a black woman's inside of you because the way that he sings. <laughs> he, he, was, hey. he was he was bringing it today. Oh yeah. What's that? Uh, what's that actor? He's a Christian dude, and he plays the he plays the women in, and uh, we're you talking all, about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. He reminds me. He of got Tyler. like a Medea inside <laughs> <Yeah>. of him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag him. Oh, oh, dude, I don't want to do that to you, Josh. Tyler Perry. <laughs> uh, That's funny. Oh, man. No, it's yeah, more I'm of a Medea, not Tyler. You know? Okay. Yeah, not the Tyler, just the Medea. <laughs> I was going to say he's so corny, but well, I, I guess love Josh Medea has movies. some corny stuff, too. I mean, come on. We know him. We love him. Nah. We pray for him. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, no. So, I, I'm just, like, genuinely super excited for 2022 yeah and and everything that god's gonna do and you know this is just kind of like a snapshot of who you are we're definitely gonna have to bring you back to the podcast and then uh yeah i mean absolutely but um as we yeah yeah we got a few more minutes Yeah, we got a few more minutes and something that uh i haven't even like publicly talked about but uh i'm writing a um kind of the outline and structure for a family conference um you know and kind of doing a like Maybe like a Nickelodeon type deal where some families are up on stage and kind of doing some Throw slime on not really messy people. stuff, but kind of that feel, you know, and just and but really breaking it out, like you know we'll have you'll have a you know big thing for the the families all together, but then start breaking them out and children's church, but I can really see like you know the young lady's been ministered to mm-hmm. that so. Whatever the little one, sketching it in, sketching it in. So I love, yeah, I love all that and. 
Uh, for the church people that are watching, if y'all see me, say hey. I'm still trying to learn everybody's names. I'm like, hey, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. whenever uh, it was your your first service there that uh, whenever you went out, because I was trying to find you after after that service, and uh, you went out to go eat with one of the sisters at church, Sister Pam. Shout out, Shout Sister, out Pam. Sister Pam. Yeah, she brought like, me Whataburger she, the first she was service. Just like, what? Another black lady? I'm going to go see that. <laughs> she was like, you want to go get burgers? I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought she was going to say something else. No, she's like, you want to go get some chicken? <laughs> say it. Go ahead. <laughs> I know a great fried chicken spot. You want to go? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, That's funny. One of the things Stephanie and I, we talked about, we were like, man, Elam don't even know what's about to hit him because whatever, whatever we get on it, we go get on it, oh, and man. it's it's just gonna be so fun. I'm very excited for all the things. Very so excited. If, it, if it's not young ladies, um, what's your passion? I know we talked a little bit about music. Are you, are you dating anybody right now? Can I hook you up with somebody? I mean, what you need? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> Your sons are too young. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I, I got older sons too. You oh know? my gosh. Um, pa- very passionate. I love music. They kind of hood too, so. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, oh, okay, so we're talking about passion. Uh, love music. I led worship since I was like 14. Um, so in my hiatus, I'm like, I feel like I'm like going through withdrawals right now, but it's a good season. I'm excited for what's to come. Um, yeah, love music, love leading people into worship and just worshiping Jesus in general. Um, very passionate for my job. So that's another part of it. I love um, my job focuses on, um, a, a, I guess, a topic that's not really discussed or if it is like no one knows what to do once it is discussed. So we work with victims like domestic violence, sexual assault, human oh. trafficking. So very tough stuff. But those are my people. Like yeah. I love um, especially like human trafficking because they're very brainwashed, they're very manipulated, trying to get them out of these um, scary situations, stuff like this. Um, a lot of them have like uh, criminal backgrounds, stuff like that. And I love like they're like the outcasts, the people that are like the, this is dirt, the Jesus dirty ones. To see, right? Yeah. Those are ones I'm like send me to them. Yeah. Like y'all can take the right, you know, self righteous and all that. Y'all can Wait, keep I'm all that. Say Wait, four so times. What, is, what is your job? So you're not nursing anymore? Okay. Yes, I'm a forensic nurse. Okay. Um, and so also known as a sane nurse. Some people know what is that. I like to explain it. If you've ever seen Law & Order SVU, I do the rape kits. That may help everyone explain. Man, that is amazing because that's where yeah. you need your Christians at, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's where you need them on the front line. You know what's crazy? I had so many people that were like anti me being a nurse because um, they thought they knew what, they, what was best for my life. Yeah. And, you know, especially when I was working night shift, I was like, who's going to reach a night shift nurse besides mm-hmm. a night shift nurse? Because mm. they're asleep during the day. Yeah. Don't knock yeah. on the door. They're not answering. <laughs> yeah. They ain't getting up for church. They're not, you know, it's, it's like they make, you know, click in online and stuff. So like the Lord did so much when I was um, delivering babies. And then now with this job, yeah, it's like it's the own ministry of its own constantly pouring out every time I have a victim that I'm taking care of. Um, you know, it's always, I guess, sad stuff that's that i'm around um and so it's like you have to have a passion for that you can't just like mosey your way in there and be like oh yeah i'm gonna you know fake it till i make it you can't but that's where my heart they didn't think you should be a nurse you know look what was their logic uh they thought i should go to seminary Mm. that's it yeah. If you're not a preacher, you ain't saved. So let me to ask you this so is there limitations on what they allow you to say and do and minister I mean, so yes, um, obviously you have to be wise about it um, just because 
I'm still at work. You know, it's not like a faith-based company. Um, but I have had times where my patients have even asked me to pray for them. Mm. I got to lead one of my patients to salvation, so that mm. was really cool. Awesome. Um, and so even if that the prayer doesn't happen in the room, like always praying for my patients. Um, and I love that the Lord has allowed me to do it. When I first started this journey of becoming a forensic nurse, the people that even were supportive were just kind of like, where did this come from? Like, I literally don't know. Like, I just love this so much. And that's where my passion is. I love these people that... You know, but otherwise maybe not get the best treatment, the best care. It's like, these are my people. Like, I love yeah. this so much. So. That's crazy that somebody yeah. tell you not to do that. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of, you know, a lot of opinions. Yeah. And I, think, <laughs> I think we have to be careful um, as leaders that we don't always have an opinion. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, because we can hurt some people. We were just talking about during lunch today. Me and our wife and our family has been through church hurt, you know, and uh, we actually went to another church and set out for six months and just to have some healing. So, you know, it's really good to sit down for a minute, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, don't rush back into it. If you ever been in through church or anything like that, take your time, get the healing where you need your healing. But one of the things is like my wife knew that she wasn't supposed to be doing something, but the pastor came to her and said that she's in sin if she's not taking this role. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Somebody that we really respected, you know? And so that kind of put her in this like tailspin. She's like, but I really, I feel like God is not leading me there. But now this leader is telling me that I'm going to be living in sin if I don't take it. And she wanted to be, um, she wanted to do the right thing. She wanted to serve this pastor because, you know, it was not only was he a pastor, but he was a family member and all that. So I think a, a lot of times that as leaders, we just need to not always say it the Lord. Yeah, you know mm. what I'm saying, and that's when we get in trouble. Is when we yeah. say it, the Lord, and the Lord didn't say the it. The Lord didn't right. say it. You know what I'm saying. Right. So I mean, yeah. there's times that we can give our advice, but it doesn't have to be God told me every right. time. And and yeah, that's absolutely. Very good. The, the only and of course you never say never because you always want to leave room for the Holy Spirit because God can absolutely do that, right? He when thus saith the Lord, but yeah. in my experience, that's been. Far less than what you know people make it out to seem. God said, "It's like wait a minute." In your spirit, like that. Yeah, that's not what God said. God talked to you a lot more than talks to me. (laughs) I'm like, let him. If he told you, let him come tell me about it. I'm like, look, let Pastor look at me three times with his left and one time with the right. If he ain't done it, he ain't talking to me. So a few months ago, a few months ago, we were in the coffee shop, and then this guy that I've never seen before, but he's in there, older guy. yeah, I never seen him before. Just a weird character because you know we get them every now and then. Um, but as every church does, as every, as every church does. And then uh, I'm there, and then another young lady's there, and then he comes up to me and he says, "That young lady wants to be your wife." <laughs> oh yeah, I know you're saying that. Yeah. I said, "What?" Right. I said, "Well, sir, um, I said that's gonna be a little difficult." He says, "Why?" As if I was you know doubting God or something. It's gonna be a little difficult, man, because um, because she's married to somebody else, and I'm married <laughs> to somebody else. So, uh, yeah. So what's up? Either <laughs> both of us got it wrong, <laughs> yeah. or you wrong. Yeah. So shoot again, scooter. You know, and uh, so or maybe don't shoot. Yeah. It would probably not. <laughs> or maybe just stop talking. Yeah, stop, talking. Yeah, stop talking. It's like God, God bless you. And then he proceeded to tell me on how in tune with the Holy Spirit he was. Yeah. So uh, he had yeah. to qualify himself. Let you know, man. Yeah. Here's I, my resume of how many times I've heard from the Lord. Yeah. Just, <laughs> all of those people I, always do. Sometimes I wish Anybody I just had a stamp that's like certified full one. Just bah. <laughs> But you can't do that. 
that because you're pastor and you know whatever or whatever but anyway i mean there's so many different things so many different topics it, we can get into in all this but um yeah, I mean, James, any some some closing remarks, man? What do you think about this? How you how you taking all of this, Whitey? <laughs> First off, I am uh, I'm so woke. I didn't even notice that you were black until <laughs> because you don't see color, right? Just so you know, the bearded colorblind wonder. I because no, you see no that color. Might have been yeah. the greatest thing he's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> that is- said that. What? That's nice. I love it. Uh, love it. No, it's super cool. It seems like you're doing a lot of super cool stuff. Yeah. Um, you said stuff about singing, and I was like, you could tell she could sing just from listening oh, yeah. to her talk. I've been what? Call, I listen, I, I, can I be honest? Mm. What? I've been I've been praying <laughs> for a black girl to come to our church for um, a long time. Like a thing. <laughs> I think you made David happier than anybody oh, else. Oh, you don't honestly. even know. <laughs> You don't even know. And if you've been praying for it, you know I've been praying for it. Here's the crazy thing. Luke, he was like, hey, come down here, man. I think I got somebody. (laughs) Luke might be a little too young, but I got kids your age too, you know? (laughs) What's funny is I didn't even know I didn't even know Paul was a worship director Mm -hmm. when I got I knew he was over the team. Formerly known as Formerly known as Paul. Yeah. Oh yes. Caesar. Don't matter. I my brain will literally never Whatever. That's uh, fine. Yeah, I had no idea, and so I was like, "Oh, cool! The Lord is like super sovereign." Yeah. <laughs> like, not that I didn't think He was, but it's just like you need, you know, like reminders like that. I was like, "Wow!" Like, you know, because I was like, "Okay, like I'm gonna go to a new church. I don't know what I'm gonna do." I was totally cool, with just like you know, being a church member. Like, I don't know what you know. Still, I'm in my season of sitting, as you mentioned. So, yeah. sitting is hard. And, too. I, and I love her boldness whenever she says because she's fully she fully knows what she needs to do. Because I definitely have pushed her. I'm like, hey, you ready? You ready? You ready? She's like, I'm still resting. Just do it. Just get it in. Yeah. Yeah. But don't get comfortable. Oh, no. Yes. No, she already already gave me a date. She says, on this date, I'm ready. I'm ready. That's good because we we need you, but at the same time, we need people to push us too. Yeah, Um, true. But but, you need both. But get what you need. Mm -hmm. Get what you need. Before we leave, let us know where we can find you on your social media, your. Uh, girl pop stuff and all that. <laughs> yeah, um, on Facebook at Christian Girls Pop, on Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. Um, you can find us on Twitter at underscore CG Pop, and our website is ChristianGirlsPop.com. They got a lot of stuff going on. If you yep. are within that age oh. and you are Poppin'. female, yeah, you want to get some popping stuff, go check her out. Matching yeah. shoes requirement. There you go. <laughs> Refuge Project.